0: Welcome to a Stonewalls Perspective Podcast. We're on a mission to see lives changed by the gospel, one life at a time.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to a Stonewalls Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Alexander Stone. Have you ever fallen from 75 feet in the air and survived? I doubt it, but the, the man on today's episode has. He is an author of two books, and he is the Kansas City Wolf, the Kansas City Chiefs mascot. His name is Dan Mears. Welcome to the podcast, Dan. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on.
1: Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, So today, Dan and I are going to be talking about uh, having uh, our identity in Christ, Um, and we're going to be going over that. So before we get into that, though... Uh, Dan I would like you to tell a little bit of your salvation story, uh the accident that happened and then your the books that you've written and the ministry that you have going on right now.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I uh I grew up in uh, St. Charles, Missouri, on the other side of the state and uh just outside of St. Louis and and uh, I went to, yeah, I grew up in a church and uh, had great parents, made sure I'd go to church and Sunday school on a regular basis. And, and uh, I mean, we'd, we'd pray four times a day. We'd eat every time before we'd eat a meal we'd pray before bed we'd pray and me and my brother even had an opportunity to attend a christian school for a while and it was it was through my uh church and especially through the, the you know the school i went to and especially through my church that i'd learned a lot about this guy named jesus that he had died for me on a cross and learned a lot about the bible and different bible stories but you know when i look back on that today I tell people, even though I knew a lot about Jesus when I was a kid, I didn't really know it. You know, I, I knew Jesus like I knew Michael Jordan. You know, I'd read about this great basketball player, Michael Jordan. I'd hear about this, this phenomenal basketball player, Michael Jordan. I'd even see his picture every now and then. But uh, I did not have a relationship with Michael Jordan. He wasn't a friend of mine. And, and uh, when I think back on it, that's kind of the way I was with Jesus too. I'd read about him, read about Jesus in my Bible and I'd, about him at church and Sunday school, and I'd see his picture every now and then. But uh, I didn't have a relationship with him. And um, so all it was was just kind of a routine I went through every week. I'd go to church and, and uh, you know, and then I'd come back home and kind of live life the way I, you know, it didn't really affect the way I chose to live my life each day. But, uh, but that routine changed for me. Uh, my senior year of high school, I went to a Fellowship of Christian Athletes camp. Uh, down near St. Louis. And it was at that camp that uh, there was a man who spoke and he introduced us to the idea of having a personal relationship with Jesus. And and uh, he he basically ex- explained that, you know, we're all sinners. And I knew that. I knew I was a sinner. I, I wasn't going to argue with him about that. And he, he said that that's one thing that all of us ha- have in common. The thing that all of us today still have in common is that we're all sinners. We all disobey God at times. But but then I remember him flipping in his Bible a couple more pages over to Romans 6.23, which he called the bad news, good news verse of the Bible, and that verse says, for the wages of sin is death, which is bad news, but it right. goes on to say, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. And he explained to us that the death, that verse talks about, it wasn't just a physical death, but spiritual death, you know, being eternally separated from God. And when I was a kid growing up, I'd heard of a place that was called heaven that was with God. And I'd also heard of this other place called hell that was separated from him. And I'd tell people I wasn't the brightest kid in the world. Uh, mascots are about two peas short of a casserole, if you know what I mean. But, uh, but I knew which of those two places I wanted to go if I got my choice. I knew I wanted to go to heaven. But, uh, but growing up, I th- the, honestly, I thought God was some big guy with two chalkboards. I thought he had a good board and a, and a bad chalkboard. I thought every time I did something good, I got a good mark. Every time I did something bad, I got a bad mark. And I thought one day when I died, as long as there were more good marks than bad marks, I just assumed I'd be okay and God would let me into heaven. Well, it was at that FCA camp that uh, I, the speaker, he said, that's not the way things work. He said, you can never be good enough to earn your way to heaven. And, uh, you know, he said, there's only one way you get to heaven, and that's by accepting what Christ did for you, and he died on the cross. And, he explained that if, if Jesus would have never came and died on the cross, there was no way that I was going to heaven, no way that any one of us could ever get there. And, uh, you know, it was at that camp that everything kind of uh, changed for me. I, I started to realize that I was just going through the motions, and and uh, it was time to, to go from being a religious person to having a relationship with Christ. And so I made a commitment that weekend. And it was back in... Uh, in uh May of 1985 and I gave my life to Christ I asked him to forgive my sins come into my life and change me and begin to make me into the man he's he wanted me to be and uh you know that's I've been on a what about a 35 year journey with Christ now and uh you know he he just slowly slowly but surely changing me into the hopefully be more like him that's my goal every day is just to wake up and and be more like christ in the in my attitude my actions my words the way i treat others and and uh so yeah that's kind of my my salvation story how the lord got a hold of my life and you know second corinthians 5 17 says that um uh and I'm a new creation, you know the old is gone, the new has come and uh so that's uh that's my testimony in a nutshell I'm not the guy I used to be and he's uh he's changed me and and uh I'm very very grateful for that
1: yeah that's so cool i i love your your testimony and how you came to know the Lord it's very similar to mine uh to my testimony yeah i i said I knew Jesus and everything i had um I read about him in the Bible every once in a while and everything, but but I didn't really know him. I didn't really have a true relationship uh, with him, uh, very similar to your story. Um, kind of tell the, the listeners how you got into being um, a mascot for the Kansas City Chiefs.
0: <laughs> That's kind of another God story because nobody really starts off in life thinking, boy, I'd sure like to grow up and be a professional mascot. But, uh, you know, I had never been a mascot in my life. I trick-or-treated once a year. That's about all. I I dressed up in a costume October 31st every year, and it was just so I could go out and get candy. Um, but uh, in high school, I played sports. I played baseball, basketball, and football. And uh, when I got to college, I wasn't good enough to play at that level. I went to the University of Missouri in Columbia. And one day I was sitting and reading the school newspaper, and there was an article that said they were going to have tryouts to be Truman the Tiger, the mascot. And I thought, well, that sounds kind of interesting. So I went to this informational meeting, and then I'm like, well, I think I'll try out. And so so I did, and sure enough, I got the job. And for four years, I uh, dressed up like Truman the Tiger at the University of Missouri, did college football games, and basketball games, and other sporting events and community appearances and and I had a lot of fun doing it and um but honestly i did, I never dreamed that it would turn into my career. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I graduated from college, I went out I got my first job in professional baseball. Uh, a lot of people know I was uh, Fred Bird, the mascot for the St. Louis Cardinals baseball team, and did that for a short time. And while I was in St. Louis, I got a call from the Kansas City Chiefs asking if I'd be interested in uh, a new character that they were starting up called KC Wolf. And I thought, well, that sounds kind of interesting too. So I uh, I came over and I interviewed with the Chiefs, and I was just very very impressed by the Chiefs organization. Just I uh, love the ownership. We get the good, great owners, and uh, you know, just the whole organization. And, uh, so I went back and I told them, give me about a week to think about it. I I spent that week just praying and trying to figure out exactly where the Lord wanted me. And, and, uh, my comfort zone was back in St. Louis cause I grew up near St. Louis. But, uh, the more I prayed about it, the more I knew that, uh, the Lord was calling me to move to Kansas city. And, uh, and I, I wanted to be faithful to do that. And so that's what I did. I, I'm like, Lord, I'm, I don't know anybody in Kansas City, but if that's where you want me, I'm willing to uh, move over there and start dressing up in a Casey Wolf outfit, and so that's right. what I did back in June of 1990, and 30 years later, I'm still here, and i tell you what, it was one of the greatest decisions of my life. I absolutely really? love Kansas City. Met my wife on this over here in Kansas City, and so now I'm married, I've got three kids, and and uh I absolutely love the Kansas City, Missouri.
1: That's that's so cool. Uh when people hear your name, when people hear your name, they automatically think Casey Wolf, like that's your identity and everything. Um and that's kind of why I chose uh this topic, identity in Christ, uh, for this podcast with with you on it, because uh your identity isn't the Casey Wolf. Yeah, yeah, that's what people think it is because you dress up in a costume uh, at at Kansas City Chiefs home games, but that's not truly who you are. Who you are is a child of God, a son of God, and I think uh, your story is so amazing, and you brought up 2 Corinthians 5.17 earlier, and that's actually one of the verses that I had uh, written down for today's podcast episode. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. So like you were talking about earlier, after we have that personal relationship with Christ, if we are in Christ, the old creation has gone away. The old us has gone away and the new one has come. The new one is here. And that's what we are as Christians. And that's what you are as Christians. You're not, you're not that old person that you used to be. You're not the Kansas City Wolf. You are a son of God. Um, and I, I think that's so cool. Uh, because when you f- spoke at my Fellowship of Christian Athletes uh, meeting uh, the other day, uh, you kind of brought that up, how you're not, how people talk about you as, yeah, he's the Kansas City Wolf, but no, what you are is truly a son of God. Um, you know, uh speaking of uh Kansas City Wolf, uh you had an accident uh a few years ago. You were uh just, just tell about that.
0: Yeah, it's uh I did a little uh I was doing a stunt up at Arrowhead Stadium where I was going to bungee jump and zip line into the stadium. And and uh as a lot of people know, that did not go very well for me because um the zip line stretches from one side of the up at the top of the lights top of arrowhead stadium stretches all the way across the football field to the lights on the other side of arrowhead and then they attach a bungee cord to that zip line and um i was supposed to jump out of the lights fall about 20 feet the bungee cord was supposed to catch me and bounce me up and i was going to zip out across the field well unfortunately things didn't go as planned and Uh, because of the slack in the zip line when I jumped out instead of falling 20 feet I fell approximately 70 to 75 feet and I hit the seats in the upper level of Arrowhead Stadium and I hit the seats so hard I knocked two of the seats out of the concrete but not only did it damage the seats they damaged my body pretty good too and ended up I broke seven ribs and collapsed a lung and shattered a tailbone and cracked my sacrum which is the bone your tailbone attaches to and Got a big gash on the back of my left leg and also broke the t twelve vertebrae in my back and have these new titanium rods that help stabilize that part of my spine now but uh but uh yeah it's uh it's one of those things where I look back on it now and uh it was a it was a painful experience and it's one of those things you go through in life and you think you know why god why and uh but um one thing I learned through that time, couple things. Number one it is uh, I, I always hesitate to call it my accident, because in the back of my Bible, I've got a little quote, and I wrote this down long before this ever happened to me, that says there's no such thing as accidents. They're all just incidents in God's perfect plan for my life. And so... Um, so I don't. I don't believe it was an accident. You know, I've, I've always heard that there is one word that is not in God's vocabulary, and that's the word "oops." Okay, so God was not sitting up in heaven that day, going "Whoops, boy, I didn't know Dan was going to fall that far." No, uh, God knew it was going to happen. Now, uh, it's not what I had planned for my life. <laughs> But it's uh, it's what happened, and you know what I learned through that time. And a lot of times, we can learn some incredibly valuable lessons during the difficult times of our lives. You know, I once read this too that uh, God whispers to us in our pleasures, He speaks to us in our conscience, but He shouts in our pain. And I believe that that some of our some of the greatest lessons God can teach us. Or during those difficult, painful times in our lives. And, um, you know, one of the things he taught me during that time is just how faithful he is. Even on the days where I was just uh, wondering, you know, how am I going to get through this day? He was always faithful. And the one thing it, it taught me, like I said, is that God's principles and his promises, they never fail, they're always reliable no matter how painful, no matter how severe the situation might be. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I try to encourage people with that, you know, and everybody goes through pain, mine just happened to be physical pain. But, uh, you know, some it's relational pain, sometimes it's, you know, uh, breakup of a relationship or loss of a job, or, you know, there's just so many, um, so many people just going through difficult times in life. But, I just try to encourage them that, you know, uh, God sees it. God is still working. Even though you may not see him working, he is always working and he is always faithful. Mm-hmm.
1: That, that, that's so good. Um, with, the, with you saying that, I just kind of uh, thought about that. But no matter how much um, pain, physical or mental or whatever, no matter what pain we go through, ultimately when we are in Christ, when we are... When we have our identity in Christ, it doesn't matter what pain we'll go through because ultimately Jesus is in control. Uh, he is sovereign over every situation that we go through. Um, and we don't have to worry about it. We don't have to worry about what happens tomorrow. We can we can focus on Christ and what Christ is doing in us and through us in our lives instead of worrying about the pain that we're going through right now because we are uh, children of God, we have an identity in Christ.
0: Yes, and that, and when you're going through pain, I will tell you that is a lot easier to say than to do, to yep. live it out, because when you're going through pain, um, it's no fun, you know, uh, you don't get a vacation from it, and, uh, but yeah, you learn to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, and uh, no, the thing that I always had to remind myself is that God never promised me a life that was free from pain what he did promise me is that he would walk with me through my pain mm-hmm. and he was always faithful to do that even on the days like I said that were just uh, so difficult and should try to get through um, He, you know he he is faithful to be there by your side So it's yeah. so true
1: um and then after after your fall you you wrote some books uh, and
0: you have a ministry uh now for orphanages. Can you kind of tell about that yes yeah, so when i got after I got hurt, I was in a hospital for nine days and I was off work for six months doing therapy and rehab and and uh I was going crazy because I'm used to being an active guy. I like being out doing things and uh and i I basically would go to my physical therapist and then come back home and Found out there's nothing good on daytime television, and so I, I decided I'd write a book. So my first book I wrote was called "Wolves Can't Fly," since I proved that wolves can't fly. Mm-hmm. And uh, but uh, the after I wrote the book, the reason I wrote the book is uh, um, just kind of tell my story. And people had always told me I should write a book about all my mascot experiences, and so that's kind of what I I did. Told the told about how I got started as a mascot and then also talked about what happened to me November the 23rd of 2013 when I got hurt doing the bungee jump and just all the lessons I've learned through that time. And, uh, but all the money we make from book sales, we give it, I give it away to charities. I work with a lot of homeless shelters and we do a lot with orphanages around the world because I just, I love young people and I, mm-hmm. I love being able to help out those who are less fortunate. And so, um, so yeah, we're able to sell a lot of books. I speak at a lot of conferences around the country and and uh, a lot of churches and a lot of, uh, I speak all over the place and, and uh, a lot. And so whenever I go speak, I sell books. And like I said, all the money we make, we give to orphanages. And, and uh, so here this past year, I decided I'd write a second book about all the different places I've got to travel to and orphanages I've worked with and and uh, some of the homeless shelters I've worked with and stuff. And so uh, I don't really like writing books. It's kind of like writing a really, 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 really long paper. And uh, I never enjoyed doing that either. But uh, I do like giving money away to those less fortunate. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of a labor of love. That's why I wrote a second book is just so I could go out and continue to sell books and uh, continue to raise money to give away to orphanages around the world. It's amazing. Um, so, with that being said, with you telling
1: uh, your story, let's kind of get more in depth with, with talking about uh, who we are in Christ, um, because that, that was the, the topic, obviously, of what we're talking about today. Um, but in Ephesians two twenty, it says, "Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, which Christ Jesus Himself as the chief cornerstone." So, when when we have our identity in Christ. He is our cornerstone. He is who we look to in times of trouble or or just basically anything. He is our cornerstone when we uh, have our identity in him. and then I also have uh, Galatians three verse 26. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. So when we put our faith and in, in, in trust in him and him alone, we are all children of God when, when we do that. Um, and, and that's something that a lot of us. Uh, forget putting our faith and in, in trust in Jesus Christ, but because when when we are we we are literally children of God, we're we are in His family, we are adopted uh, into into Christ's family. Yeah, and um, when
0: He's our cornerstone, you know the thing I've learned that's what gives my life security right there. Mm-hmm. So yep. so when when my when I build my life and my foundation on Christ, um, you know, no matter what's going on around me, you know, whether the Chiefs are having a great season like this year, we won the Super Bowl, everything's great. But you know what? I've done this for thirty years. I've been through seasons that they didn't play very well, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and even in my own life, sometimes I go out and I feel like, boy, I performed really well. Whether it's you know, and there's other days where you you come home at night, you feel like, you know, you didn't have such a good day, you're, you know, whatever it might be, whether it's school, or whether it's work, or you just come home feeling like a failure, you realize that, hey, you know what, um, my identity is in Christ, and, you know, it's too often in life, I think we, we get wrapped up in what other people say about us, or we get wrapped up, and we like to compare ourselves to others, you know, everybody does it, you always, Wanting to compare yourself to the next guy, and I've learned that uh, you know it. What's important, and I've tra- always tried to teach this to my kids. It it doesn't really matter as much what other people say about you as what God says about you and what God thinks about you. And I've always tried to teach my kids: make Him your foundation. You know, find your identity in Him, because what does He say about us? He tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made; that we are he He has made us each one of us unique. You know, we're a one of a kind, and you know uh, that's what I've always tried to teach my kids. You know, don't don't try to be like everybody else. Just be yourself. Be the best version of you you can be, and uh, and you can do that when Christ is your cornerstone, when He's your foundation. That's where your your security comes from. Then,
1: right. And and that that verse reminds me of the song in Christ alone, in Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song, this cornerstone, this solid ground firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What's hot, what heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are stilled, when striving cease, my comforter, my all in all here in the love of Christ, I stand. When, when, when we're Christians, we need to have that identity, that firm foundation in Christ and in Christ alone, because he is everything. He he is everything that the world isn't, and, and, and people they try and put their identity in in the things of this world, which are which are completely evil. Uh, whether it's this sin or that sin or whatever, people try and find their identity in the things of the world, and it's never going to work, and it, you'll never be satisfied with it because it's it's imperfect, it's flawed, it's unholy, and Christ is holy. And the Bible tells us that that our identity should be in Christ and sometimes
0: um, we find you try to find our identity in things that aren't even evil
1: you know exactly. yep. good right.
0: things you know yeah. it's a uh, it's it's um, uh, you know it's, it's easy to find your you know for me I can start to feel like boy, you're really something special because you're giving money to orphanages well why am I doing that to make myself look good mm-hmm. no, I hopefully not that's not the reason that's you know that's not my goal uh, I do it because, you know, Christ tells me to love those who are less fortunate. He, he tells me to love everybody. You know, you boil the Bible down, and when you, you really simplify it, He tells me two things: he says number one, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The second greatest commandment, love others. So every day, that's what I try to do: just love God, love other people.
1: Yeah, like you, like you just said sometimes we try and find it in, in other, other things that aren't evil. Um, and something that people try and find it in is, is, is people. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to work. Uh, we try and find it, our acceptance, um, in the world. And it, it, it ultimately, it won't matter if we aren't in Christ's family, because even if we're accepted by the world and we're not, a, accepted by god we're going to hell even if we're accepted by the world and and, and that's sad Mm -hmm. um so uh i i have four points right here uh in the outline and it says when we are not in christ we are rejected instead of accepted in chains instead of set free under the law instead of covered by grace and orphaned instead of adopted but in christ we are accepted instead of rejected set free instead of in chains covered by God's grace instead of cover instead of under the law and adopted into the family of God amen that that basically sums up what it what it looks like to be to have our identity in christ and i want people all around the world to hear this that that when we are in christ we're accepted we're we're set free we're covered by his grace and that we're adopted into his family and it's it's something that so many of us forget uh that what is what happens when when we find our identity in christ
0: there's great freedom in it too when i know that even though i'm not a perfect man i'm far from a perfect man What I do know is that God still loves me Mm -hmm. That he does forgive me. Even when I slip up and fail, sometimes multiple times a day, sometimes it's the same sin multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. And he tells me that if I confess my sins, he is faithful and he is just, and he will forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And when you know you got a father up in heaven that loves you that much and, and it makes you want to not sin, right? You know, uh, my goal is to live in a way that is pleasing to him. Yep. And so uh, so that's just tremendous freedom in that, just being able to, like I said, find your identity in Christ and just knowing that you are loved and you're accepted and that uh, his mercies and his grace are new each and every day. Mm-hmm. And um, so true. It, uh, that's why I love him so much.
1: I uh, I truly hope to become more like Christ. The Bible says, be holy for I am holy. And when, when we are in Christ, we should be being made holy every single day, uh, uh, every single minute of every single day.
0: Yes, it does. And so that's, uh, and, it, and just like everything else, just like getting in shape physically takes a uh, uh, commitment and consistency it's the same way with godliness you don't just fall into godliness you know what every day uh you know as a mascot if i'm going to keep my job and i'm going to stay in shape and every i I get down i get on my stationary bike and i pedal and i work out i try to eat healthy and do all those things that are going to make me stronger well it's the same thing in my relationship with christ each day uh, you know, I try to wake up, I try to spend time reading God's word because I know that's where truth is mm-hmm. and just reading his promises and, and, um, and, and spending time in prayer, just talking to him and, and, uh, just trying to keep my mind, uh, uh you know, centered on him each and every day and, and, and live out what he teaches me each and every day. And so it's just trying to be consistent and, uh, it's not always easy, but, uh, learned that taste and see that the Lord is good. He is very good. So true.
1: Uh, Dan, thank you so much for being on today's episode. I really appreciate it. Uh, so with everything being said, that comes to an end of the episode, I hope you all enjoyed listening to it. Uh, and I hope you all have the rest, a good rest of the day. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having me. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. It has everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. First of all, Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and best of all, Anchor, It's totally free. So if you are looking to record a podcast, go to the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed. You can also check us out at Stonewall's Perspective on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with the latest news. Stay anchored.